This is Denna Hornby, and you're listening to The Calling, where we explore the lives of people who are called to various types of ministries in their churches and in their communities. Today, we're here with Dr. Larry Reed, who is a retired physician with Physician Associates in Crossville. Introducing you to local church and community leaders, The Calling. Welcome, Dr. Reed. Thank you, Denna. We're excited that you're here today and want to learn more about you. What was it like growing up in Monterey as a child? Uh, just typical small town. Uh, I, uh, I, I I appreciate my my bringing up in Monterey. I always loved Monterey. Uh, just a typical <laughs> I haven't given it much thought. <laughs> what did you love about growing up in Monterey? Just the town. Okay. Um I I carried newspapers. So I got to uh, I got to know the the citizens in Monterey through through that. And uh, uh, the town is was well laid out to carry newspapers because it was just blocks. Did and, you ride a bike for your newspaper route, oh, or did you walk? I rode bicycle. Yeah, actually wore out two bicycles doing that. That's a big route. Well, it was it was daily. We had a daily uh, afternoon paper, the Nashville Banner. Okay. Had the most subscribers, and we had about a hundred customers. So, uh, uh, our paper came by bus, and we picked them up at the bus station and loaded them up on bicycles. And sometimes you'd have to go back to the bus station if it was a large edition. Anyway, I I, I just uh, uh, got to know know everyone practically in Monterey then businesses as well as uh, residents. Okay, yeah. Tell me about your family. Did you have brothers and sisters growing up? Had two had uh, three sisters, no brothers. Uh my You were the only boy in a house full of girls. That's right. <laughs> Where do you fall in line of all those sisters? I'm uh next to the baby. <laughs> oh. You were spoiled. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, my father passed away when I was uh, going into my 10th year. Mm-hmm. And uh, from that point on, I had no male figure around. And uh, it was uh, it was touch and go. Mm-hmm. Um, my mother was a nurse, and uh, with with her... Her salary and Social Security, I suppose, from uh, benefits from uh, my father's death, uh, she uh, raised us quite well. We didn't want for anything, or I didn't. Uh, I knew that uh, I could have things if I worked. Right. So uh, that's where the newspaper route came in, and and uh, I learned uh, – Good business practices doing that. As far as male figures, uh, 
that were inf- influential. Uh, two businessmen in town, Carlos Bohannon, or better, better known as Kali Bohannon, hmm. was uh, a mentor and uh, a fellow by the name of J.B. Looper. Uh, I'm not sure. I think his name was, I think it was John Burks, but everybody knew him as J.B. Okay. And uh, those two men were were just male figures That's for me. and. Them. And uh, I learned the difference. <laughs> right. Do you have a memory of your dad? Ten years old—that's a tender age to lose I, your daddy. It, I, I have—I only have a very faint memory. My father was sick when I when I got old enough to have a memory of things. My I knew my dad as a as a sick man. He was not well. He, uh, I was born in 1942, and in 47 or 48, he he had some kind of a heart issue, and began to having heart failure, and as such, he had very restless nights and became weak. Uh, uh, I remember him taking me with him to go rabbit hunting. And of course, I was just trailing around along. Uh, this would have been before I was seven or eight years old. And uh, at that time, he was he was able to get around. Uh, the only the other times was uh, when we moved to the smaller house. He was teaching me about the little sparrows. I had a BB gun, and he <laughs> says, you don't have to kill the sparrows. Don't shoot the sparrows. <laughs> that is sweet memory. That's wonderful. If you could describe childhood in five words, what would you say? Normal. <laughs> uh, happy. Most of the time, enjoyed, just enjoyed life. This is Dana Hornby, and you're listening to The Calling. We'll be back in just a moment with Dr. Larry Reed. We're back today with Dr. Larry Reed. He is a retired physician with Physicians Associates in Crossville. Dr. Reed, you mentioned that your mother had been a nurse. Was she influential in your call to medicine? Yeah, yes, she was. She, uh, uh, of course, I would uh, uh, go up to the hospital where she was working, and my memory of that was uh, uh, I didn't I didn't particularly care for it because the smell of ether and alcohol <laughs> were were not very pleasant. <laughs> And uh, so I didn't care much about hanging around the hospital, but I knew that I could go any time, and it was uh, with respect of the patients. Uh, you learn to be quiet and uh, not to be running up and down halls, etc. cetera. Uh, and as I got older... Uh, I remember one time we were 
I had a job of um, helping with some construction on one of the service stations. They were bu- bursting up the concrete to pour new, and I, I was went over to see what was going on. They said, you want to work? I said, sure. And I, I grabbed that shovel. So I started working and p- picking up, and I jabbed my hand into a reinforcement wire that oh, was in no. that concrete, and it, it dug in fairly deeply. And uh, but I wrapped wrapped it up and and uh, went up to the hospital. This was late at night, and because uh, this was an after hours job, okay. I went in and I said, "I think I need a tetanus shot." Now I'm I'm fourteen years old, I guess, <laughs> at that time. So, but they gave me a tetanus shot, and I don't know who paid for that. Oh, wow. I, I just got it and left, and there no nothing was ever said about it, or whatever. But the hospital was was a very good asset for the town of Monterey. The two doctors there were Doctor Collins and Doctor Crane. Uh, Doctor Crane attended me at my birth at home, and uh, Doctor Collins had uh, stitched up my eye once for where I was. Uh, was in a, a cornstalk fight with my friends and got hit in the eye. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> but they, they, uh, uh, it was, they were very, very well known and, and very admirable characters there in Monterey. Dr. Crane reduced my shoulder when I had it uh, dislocated in football. And uh, it's handy to have friends with that skill. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, mother uh, uh, learned of of a school uh, that uh, our friend, my friend today, Charles Looper, better known. Everybody in Putnam County knows him as Pokey. Was uh, running a on-the-job school in Crossville. And some of the uh, uh, boys and and g- girls that were older than me had gone through Pokey's school and became laboratory and x-ray techs. Okay. And she thought that that would be a good job for me. Okay. And uh, uh, when I was a senior, uh, I didn't really have any ambition to do do uh, anything. It wasn't like I was gung ho to go do this, but I thought that'll be good. I'll when I get out of school, that's what I'll do. I'll go to that school if they you know accept me. So that's what I did. I had no uh, uh, my sister Wanda uh, was probably the first in our family to get a college education okay and uh, she did so uh, by when she married at age 18 and her husband uh, sent her to school he made sure that she got to go to college okay. and I didn't have any desire to go to college I never thought that I would have any reason to um when I was 
going through high school, people who went to college were, I considered, of means, and I didn't have means to go to college. Right. Uh, Nobody was going to be able to send me. My mother didn't didn't make a lot of money, and uh, I I don't know I don't know what the Social Security benefits were at that time, but I didn't think that after age eighteen I would have any any uh, type of or she would have any benefits from me. So anyway, that's. uh, uh, I decided I was going to go. I would go to that school, and and I graduated in June of nineteen and sixty. I was seventeen years old. Was not eighteen until November. I entered that uh, school at Cumberland Medical Center in August of nineteen and sixty, and for the first three months had to pay a tuition, and my mother borrowed money. Oh, wow. To get her boy through school. From from Dr. Collins. Oh. <laughs> and uh, so I got my tuition. After the three months, if you showed um, uh, enough uh, drive, I mm-hmm. suppose, Promise and knowledge and promise. Yes, they uh, they hired me for one hundred and twenty five dollars a month. Now I'm, and that was that was wow. That was a good salary. Yes. <laughs> so, so I'm uh, I'm just turned eighteen years old uh-huh. um, while working there in the hospital and going on through the training. The program was for a year. And going on through the training, I met my wife, who worked the switchboard and was the cashier at the hospital up front. And uh, the laboratory and x-ray units were just down the hall on the way from the front to the cafeteria. So I would see this this pretty girl (laughs) walking down the hall. And I says, I need to know her. Yes. <laughs> so we met, and this was in uh, probably early, very early 61. In June of 1961, we married. When did you start medical school? I didn't start medical school until 1970. You worked hard between that time. We had... In, at the end of 1964, Larry and I, my Jean, had three children. We had a mortgage. <laughs> we both had jobs, and we were doing okay. Living the American dream. Living the American dream. There you go. In 1966, my friend who was – I had gone on to become the laboratory uh, director at the doctor's office in Crossville, the Crossville Medical Group. And uh, I had since uh, taken the state test to become a laboratory supervisor and had passed that. Uh, that was the qualification to have in order to be able to 
direct the laboratory uh, independently. My friend uh, Ed Anderson, who um, later became the administrator at Cumberland Medical Center, was the laboratory director at, uh, or the chief tech at, uh, at the hospital. And he approached me one day, and he says, Larry, he said, uh, what do you think about going to college some? I said, oh, man, I, I can't go to college. I got three kids and a, a job I've got to attend. He said, well, he said, the state is going to come down on us, I'm afraid. Uh, Ed didn't have any college education. His training was from the U.S. Army. I didn't have any college education. Mine was on-the-job training. And uh, he said, I've looked into this. I said, well, what did you find? (laughs) He said, we can go to tech. And he said, "Um, the tuition for one quarter is $55, and we can go this summer. Now, this was 1966. And I said, well, I I certainly don't want to lose my job. And um, we worked worked it out. One of the doctors that I worked for in the Crossville Medical Group was Dr. Donathan Ivey, and he was a workaholic. He operated in the morning and saw patients at night. He stayed in the doctor's office until 8 o'clock at night. Oh, wow. And this is, this is where, uh, you know, in retrospect, I look back, and this is where God came in. Said, this is going to work out. You're going to work. Your hours are going to be from noon <clears throat> until 8 o'clock. Mm-hmm. You're going to get eight hours a day in. Yeah. You just got to get back from Cookville <laughs> in time to be there at noon. So we set in and started the summer class. The, the, the uh, classes were in the morning, and uh, we drove uh, back and forth and got to Crossville by noon. Ed could work his job, and I could work mine. You're listening to The Calling. We're going to take a short break. We'll be back in a moment. Dr. Reed, you began to talk about how God is working in your life. And so that takes us to our next segment where you share just a little bit of a devotive devotion, a motivational moment. Um, tell us how God has been working in your life. Well, it just it just seemed that everything fit in. I never wanted for anything. I didn't. Uh, I was, when, when I moved to Memphis to go to medical school, I was able to get a job right away in a laboratory, and, and as God would have had it, it happened to be in the laboratory where the medical school was. So the director at the laboratory said, you can work here. I understand you're starting, and this was in September of 69, I understand you're starting school in March, and you can work here. And then after March, when you start school, if you want to, you can work nights. You will not have to uh, 
You, what you'll be doing is answering calls throughout the night. If you get a chance to sleep during that time, you're welcome to. We have cots here. So that worked. At, and I worked at the hospital uh, all during medical school except for the last, uh, the last two months of the senior year. And during that time, I was able to provide my tuition. I applied for scholarships and was fortunate, fortunate to get those. And uh, when I graduated, I only had a little bit of personal debt to a colleague. That's amazing to graduate from medical school with very little debt. And, of course, my wife worked all the time and raised those three children. She had a full-time job. And we, uh, we did actually, I bought a house, mm-hmm. and we found that to be more economical than renting. Yeah. And uh, so... And all I say in retrospect, I look back and it and that's everything just fit in. Sounds and like you that, had examples of hard work along the way. Well, I just worked. Yeah. yeah, I had responsibility. I learned that when I carried newspapers. Yeah, if you're going to do a job, you got to do it. Stay with it. So the responsibility was uh, was there. I didn't consider it hard work. Sounds like you had a lot of people. Yeah, a lot of people who loved you too. Oh yeah. 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 Well, you mentioned your wife. Let's give a shout out to your wife. Your wife's name is Ima. Ima, we are so happy that you have shared this journey with your wonderful husband, Dr. Larry Reed. And uh, three beautiful children. Tell us your children's names again. Uh, Janet, Madge. And Tammy. Oh, we're so happy uh, that life has given you this beautiful family and that you have been uh, truly devoted to medicine. Now, we just have a few minutes left in this segment, but tell us, as a retired physician, if you could give us a, a few hints to improve life and health, what would you tell us so that we can be healthier? Well. Eat less, move more. Get your get Get regular checkups. As far as medicines, what I advise people to do is get a family doctor or at least an internal medicine doctor who can monitor all of your health problems. And then when the first thing happens to you, you don't need to run out and try to find some specialist. Uh, Your your family doctor or your, your internal medicine doctor can tell you and help guide you along the way. And they know, believe it or not, they know medicine. (laughs) Thank you, Dr. Reed. We are going to be back in a few moments for the top five questions. You're listening to The Calling. This is Dana Hornby, and you're listening to The Calling. Our guest today is Dr. Larry Reed, retired physician from a Physicians Associates in Crossville, and we're finishing up our segment today with the top five questions. So, Dr. Reed, I'm going to just rapid-fire questions for you. You get to pass on one question. So, um, (laughs) here we go. Are you ready? Uh, Probably not, but go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) We'll start anyway. Okay. If you were convicted of a crime, what would your family say that crime had been? 
<laughs> well, uh, of a crime. <laughs> now remember, well, you get one free pass. When I was a when I was a kid, I turned in a fire alarm oh. just to just to see if it worked, and it did. And I got in real trouble for that. So maybe <laughs> maybe that would be the crime I would be punished for. What's the punishment for setting for a, a fire alarm? Did you get in trouble? I, oh yeah, I I my mother knew later what had happened. It was of course the talk of the town, and uh, <laughs> and uh, she when she came home, she says, "I got a feeling you had something to do with this." Yeah, and I I'm I cannot. It's uh, one of the things that that I've learned that's been a part of my Christian life is I have a hard time telling lies. <laughs> Good and. <laughs> And even little lies, I, people can tell it when I'm doing it. So I, uh, I, I had to go and talk to uh, Mr. Mathis, who was our policeman in town, and, mm. and confess to him and to the fire chief. And the fire chief said, you know what we need to do? We ought to make you polish this fire engine. And he looked, and I, was, right. I just was going to take it, and he said, not this time, but but he won. You do it again. So it never happened again. <laughs> Not from me, anyway. Okay. Next question: If you could fly or be invisible, which would you choose? Fly. Yeah. Do you have a guilty pleasure, and if so, what is it? Have I what? Do you have a guilty pleasure, and if so, what is it? A guilty pleasure. Yeah, like chocolate ice cream. I like. <laughs> no, you know, some people might say it. It's a, it's a guilt, but it, I like to I like motorcycles. There you go. I've loved motorcycles since I was fourteen, and able when I bought my first motorcycle. Wonderful. Okay, do you have a favorite holiday? Not really. Okay. What's the first thing you notice about someone when you meet them for the first time? Uh, whether they're friendly or not. I, 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 I love friendship. Well, we thank you, Dr. Reed, for being here today. You are listening to The Calling.